0: To one. Welcome, sports fans, to the 43rd episode of You Bet. It is Saturday, March 25th, 2023. Our Saturday special. Thank you for joining us today as we discuss sports betting tips, picks, and other good stuff. Everything discussed is for entertainment purposes only. It's always a losing bet to bet where illegal. And remember to never ever bet which you cannot lose. So. We are deep in the madness. Hey, how's your bracket doing? We have your elite eight picks. Check out our bonus picks and commentary out on Twitter at bet underscore podcast as the tournament progresses. That's at youbet underscore podcast on Twitter. So thanks for joining us today. Let's go around the horn and see who's on the field. Let's go to the man whose voice is back, but is, that's probably not a good thing. Mike, welcome. How are you guys doing today? Uh, yes. Little <laughs>
1: Maybe it's not back all the way. Uh, Louisville was a lot of fun. I think I went a little bit too hard, lost the voice, but I didn't lose any. I didn't lose any of my first round picks, so that made me feel pretty good. So four zero on the podcast, minus one on my voice, which I'll take every time.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good bet there. I like it. All right, let's go over to the man who not only can pick some teams, he can also pick some Airbnbs. Dave, welcome. Hey, happy Saturday, everybody.
2: Yes.
1: Tell us about that uh Airbnb we stayed in there, Dave.
2: Oh, shout out to Brandon because he knows how to find eclectic homes that are yes. haunted, that have really kind of, you know, special rooms to them, you know. And uh but hey, heck of a poker room. Yes. Actually, shout out to Edith and Judith. Yeah. <laughs> the friendly ghosts. Yes. yes.
0: Wow, yeah, thanks Brandon for that Haunted Mansion. While we're on the topic of thanking people, let's go and make sure that we give special thanks out to Phil, Gary, Chase, and Ali, and everybody else who joined us on our March Madness tour of Louisville, hitting up some bourbon distilleries, drinking some bourbon and watching some basketball, pretty much in that order of priority while we were there. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having some fun and uh, really had a good time down there for, for March Madness.
1: Yes. Looking forward to next year already.
0: Excellent. That's the way we like to leave it. Always <laughs> wanting more, <laughs> always wanting more. So, all right, guys, let's get into the elite eight. A lot has happened so far with this tournament. A lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of great stories that we'll get into a little later in the podcast, but let's give our audience what they're looking for. Let's get right into the games that are gonna be taking place for this elite eight. Mike, why don't you start with the games for today? What do you like out there that you would like to recommend for your picks? <laughs> well, we did not expect these teams to be here.
1: Uh, we've got Kansas State, Florida Atlantic, UConn, and Gonzaga. Well, maybe Gonzaga we expected, but the other three, I don't know how your brackets look about. I don't think anyone picked those. Um, first matchup, Kansas State, Florida Atlantic, one and a half point spread. I am actually going to take the underdog. I'm going to take Florida Atlantic, even though Kansas State's playing pretty good ball. Uh, Kansas State was picked to finish last in the Big 12, um, and somehow they caught fire, got a three seed, and made the NCAA tournament, which is amazing. Good, great great year for them, unexpected. But again, Florida Atlantic's a nine seed. That spread's only one and a half, and it just, the line looks weird to me, just like the Furman line looked weird to me, and it should be bigger. It's a nine versus a three. Florida is also the villain of this tournament based on that Attempted 360 windmill dunk at the end of the uh, FDU game, which was met with lots of booze. So, tournament needs a good villain. I'm going to go with Floyd Atlantic.
0: I want to hear about that dunk. So, it was a 360 windmill missed dunk? Missed dunk with like two seconds left, and Floyd
1: Atlantic had the game in hand. Oh, it's okay. just kind of an unwritten rule that, you know, you don't bunt when you have a perfect game going. You don't, you know blah 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 all those unwritten rules you you technically if you got the game in hand you don't score because they weren't even defending yeah. like the game was over and it just kind of like he went and tried to do this spectacular dunk and missed it yeah so if you're gonna show off at least make it and then just booze came down so Floyd is the villain of this tournament we need a good villain
0: so i mean maybe someone should write those rules down that's why that, then it would
1: be written rules <laughs> and not unwritten rules and
0: so you like florida atlantic here all right scott I do that's like do you, uh, anything for candidate gonzaga
1: oh we're doing both my bad
0: um uh, i'm gonna take
1: the underdog again gonzaga uh but as dave and i were discussing a little bit which i'll let him take over with his stats uh over might look good too um i like gonzaga just because if they're gonna win one, this has to be the year. I mean, all the top teams are out. They are clearly the biggest program left in the tournament. Yeah. Cause I don't consider Texas a very big uh, basketball program. Neither does my, I don't think Miami is either. The rest are relatively smaller schools. So Gonzaga is the premier team left. So I'm gonna take both underdogs today. Give me Gonzaga plus the two and a half and then Florida Atlantic.
0: All right. Awesome. Dave. You kind of were brought into that with uh, with a little bit of foreshadowing there from Mike. What do you like on the uh, Connecticut Gonzaga game?
2: Well, I you know I think uh, every great story has the um, the bill and lose. So I'm going to say FAU. See you bye. Time for the uh, Cinderella glass to fall and break. Uh, it's all done. You're losing to K State tonight. K State will uh, cover the minus one and a half. And then as Mike alluded there, we were talking about this a little bit earlier today. Um, UConn and Gonzaga have uh, some of the top two uh, offenses in the NCAA. Um, the Zags have a really bad defense, and UConn still has a very good uh, defense as well. But I'm not going to take either of these two teams. I like the over 153 and a half. Uh, High scoring teams don't like to play defense. Uh, at least the Zags don't. And so I like the over 153 and a half for the UConn Zags game tonight.
0: Nice, nice, nice. Well, just continuing along those lines, I, you know, I really do like that that over pick as well. I did look at that quite a bit because you're you're absolutely right. I think with your uh, analysis there for for the, the ability to score some points and and what they kind of lack on defense. If you look at their last couple of games they played, but I'm going to d- d- deviate a bit from that. I do think that's a good pick, but for what I was looking at here, I like Gonzaga plus two and a half. Um, you know, three versus a four. Here they're getting two and a half points. They are the number one team for points per game. They're the number one team in field goal percentage. They're the number number one team in offense overall for for Gonzaga so just everything's pointing to an offensive display yes Connecticut has a uh you know a decent defense but the offensive powerhouse that Zags are going to bring to that court is not going to be contained by what the Huskies can uh can withhold so I would definitely bet offense here it's a good defense versus offense matchup here for this uh for the for the for the uh, tournament so that part of it's pretty cool but if you look at the total amount of points, I mean, you look at the last ten games. Gonzaga's put up 89 points on average the last ten games. That's an average, average. That's fantastic. And Connecticut put up 79 points. I mean, these guys both have offenses. They know where the hoop is, and they know that the ball goes in it. And that's important to know when you're going for the <laughs> over there, Dave. So that's that's good there. But I, you know, I do like the I like your like your pick, Dave. But I also like uh, Gonzaga getting two and a half points here. I think this has a I think that's a solid pick
1: so you're saying gene hackman doesn't have to come out and measure this rim they know i don't think said so he... i mean
0: he can if he wants to i mean he, he's gene hackman he can do whatever he wants but uh i think that uh i think they know that it's they, they know where it is <laughs> these two teams definitely right know where there know where oh. <laughs> uh, the other game at this one's at 609 is the earlier game 609 eastern uh p.m tonight for atlanta k-state i understand the 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 villain story and I looked at this every which way. I did not like the line. I did not like the stats I was looking at between them. They're actually pretty well matched on paper. So I was like, uh, I didn't really know which way to go with this. I favor K-State in this. I think they're the better team overall. And uh, I think they can beat Florida Atlantic here. But I went in another direction after I was running some of the numbers and getting a little deeper into it. I like the over here of 1435 half. 143 and a half here for the Kansas State Florida Atlantic game. If you look at their uh, points per game average, it comes up at uh, 154. That's uh, that's pretty high, right? That's that's a big uh, differential there between what is 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 uh, the the over for today's game and what they do on average. You look at the last couple of games too, all over the place for some great scoring, high scoring games. So I ran that. The only thing that is my only kryptonite here that I see is for K State. They don't shoot a lot of threes. They like to drive the ball and, and put it in. With uh, maybe different kinds of dunks, if they actually succeed in such a manner against Florida Atlantic, would be fantastic. Wouldn't that be great at the end? Kansas State comes down, three sixty Windmill dunk and makes it for the win. Come on, that'd be the stuff of stories. But anyways. When, when does Hollywood get involved with the NCAA? <laughs> in your face! There's my dunk poster. <laughs> So, but I also think these teams like to keep it close. So I think the overtime is is a is a realistic option here. They both their, all their games they played have been actually pretty close, uh, high scoring, but uh, but close. So, anyways, I like the over here. It looks like we're all over the place for that uh, Florida Atlantic K State game. Mike, you had Florida Atlantic Davey at K State, and I got the over. So let's have some fun with that, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's go into Sunday, because we get lines already for Sunday, so we can actually look into our, our futures a little bit, and actually, let's go over to Dave first this time. Dave, uh, for the games you saw on Sunday, what's your uh, what's your picks?
2: Uh, you know what? Um, I'm going to take the biased pick from Kyle, and uh, I'm taking Miami, getting the plus four and a half over Texas. Might as well. I mean, they're they're running hot, they're playing unbelievable, and... Uh, Kyle's right. I mean, they're a lot of fun to watch. So I'm going to take Florida, uh, Miami, Florida, plus four and a half for tomorrow. And then Creighton, San Diego State. Hold on. I think I have a coin in my pocket. Um, (laughs) And it's okay. Creighton minus one and a half. Who knows? I mean, this, if I had to pick one, I'll pick Creighton. Um, But, you know, because they are the favorite. They're the six over the five. I you know, it might have something to do with the smell of the arena. Um, I don't know, but I mean, you know, I'm, gonna, like, like, I'm making I'm ahead. making this all up as I go along right now. I'm just gonna be honest. I have no clue on this one. I'm gonna I'm, but I'm taking great. I'll take the favor.
0: Awesome. That's that's the analysis we're looking for. Mike <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you got for tomorrow? Hell, I, I don't know either.
1: <laughs> um uh, I I tend to agree with Dave on the Creighton game where I, I don't know. I think I'm actually going to link San Diego State just because San Diego State just handled Alabama, handled them like crazy, and they're the number one overall seed. They're playing in the same arena, so they are familiar with the smell. So uh, I'm going to take I'm going to take. Uh, the underdog. I'm gonna take the points. They're very evenly matched, so I'll take the points considering it's evenly matched. Um, I don't know much about Creighton, but watching San Diego State, they they just shut down Alabama, which I don't even know anymore at this tournament. There's no one seeds left. There's barely any two seeds left. I, you know, dogs and cats living together. It's <laughs> it's all crazy chaos in this tournament. So I'm gonna take the points with San Diego, and then I have a feeling.
0: I got a feeling.
1: I uh, know. Uh, I am going to abstain from the Miami-Texas game because I just don't want to curse it for our, for our friend Kyle here, my, my nephew. So, because uh, I know who Jeff's going to take. So, I'm just going to abstain from the pick.
0: All right, side bet. What am I taking?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll know in about two minutes. <laughs>
0: well i'll leave everybody our whole audience in suspense on that one and i'll start with the uh, 220 game tomorrow the creighton at at whale Virginia state or whatever that's called i (laughs) i uh, hear i see i hear everybody saying here about the games being evenly matched and uh and i understand even with the line being one and a half but i think creighton has the upper hand here and this is why the last 10 games Creighton has scored 79 points on average. They're 47% from the field, and they've been able to hold their opponents to 72 points. If you compare that to San Diego State, their last 10 games, they've only been able to score 68 points. That's an 11-point difference. They're only shooting 42% from the field, but they have been able to hold their opponents to 59 points. So they do have a slightly better D here for San Diego State. But Creighton are better shooters, better offense, and better rebounds. So I think this the advantage goes here to, to Creighton, and plus they're the, the BJ's the Blue Jays, so I like that too. Um, you know why not root for that while you can? The 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 total here I think is spot on at thirty one thirty three point five. I didn't like it either way for uh, over or under here. I think it's I think Vegas has that one nailed. But uh, the Creighton here I like him at minus one and a half, minus one bucket. All they need to do is win by a bucket here against San Diego State and they will move on and i think they're going to do that because of the uh, strength of their offense. All right, into the second game here, the 5:05 5. 05 p.m. Eastern game, Miami at Texas. I bet Mike did not get see this one coming. I'm going to go with the under of 149.5, <laughs> the under. I Okay. I, just to be honest, guys, I run numbers. I look at these games. I follow a similar pattern. I do these things to prepare for this podcast, and I spent more time on this game than the other three games combined. I, <laughs> I, I wanted to find something here. I wanted to, and I kept looking. I kept looking, and I was actually, you know, uh, my hypothesis was the over here because of the points they're able to show to uh, to, to uh, put up, but. After looking at it, looking at their offenses, defenses, looking at their last 10 games, what they've been able to score, running some. I even ran the math on their last five games overall totals and and looked at everything that was going on here. I have this game, if I was Vegas, at 145.5. So let's mark my words here. I would have put this game at 145.5. And because I would do that, I'm taking the under. Uh, because right now the under the the total is 149 and a half so it only gives me two buckets of a spread so it's not a huge bet here i wouldn't bet the farm on this under but the slight edge i saw after everything that i looked at for this game was an under here and i think that is uh legit miami and texas are both coming in super hot but it doesn't mean they will continue to be hot the, the, their plans here are probably going to be trying to control each other and control the tempo a little more than they have previously i could be completely wrong in my storyboard here i can justify anything but i think that's what's going to happen in today's game which is going to make the under here hit of 149 and a half but regardless uh, good basketball today and tomorrow make your picks i hope you like what we've been able to to share with you about how we see these games falling share with us how the game's fall for you at our and on Twitter so we can either make fun of you or or virtually high five you whatever we feel like doing depending on if your picks align with our ideas or not and uh and that's it for it for the elite eight and we're gonna be moving right along here in this tournament here shortly but it has been a shocker so far so we're gonna have some stories here about what we saw and learned and maybe didn't learn in this tournament uh coming up in just a minute there are some other things that we would like to share with our audience for picks for things happening in the universe outside of march madness yes there's things happening outside of march madness so dave i know you're looking at some things what would you like to uh, share with the audience for picks outside of basketball
2: oh well, we got um premier league uh, is taking a little bit of a break here uh european championship qualifiers are going on right now uh so you got the basically the the nations there and so there's a few that popped out at me um croatia is a bargain bet minus 165 over wales and that's uh 345 uh today 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 and then uh spain is <laughs> minus 290 a little bit of thick uh line on that uh, spread on that but um, they're playing Norway and Spain has just got an unbelievable squad and they will take Norway all day long that is also 345 so drop both of those in and enjoy the wins
0: Nice, nice. I like it Mike do you have anything else on the board that you would like to recommend yeah I saw one very weird line in the NBA
1: Um, got Phoenix Suns and 76ers going at 7pm tonight oh sorry 10pm in in some universes um I think this is a weird line because uh Phoenix has lost three straight uh Philadelphia is eight and two over the last 10 uh Phoenix seems to be in a downswing especially with Durant being hurt but somehow they're favored by two and a half makes no sense I understand they're at home but they haven't been playing good ball Philly's been playing decent ball so why is Phoenix favored Makes no sense. Vegas must know something, so I'm gonna take Phoenix minus to two and a half over Philadelphia. It just it just seems odd. Anytime I see an odd line, I'm gonna assume that Vegas knows something that I don't, and I'm gonna agree
2: with Vegas. And that line has just changed to minus one and a half.
1: Like I said, Vegas has a weird line on here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. I still got it at two and a half. Man. All right. So. Well, I too saw an NBA game here that uh, I thought there's a strange line on. Uh, one, I think the Bucks and Nuggets tonight uh, is going to mm-hmm. be a great game to watch. For one, so anybody who yes. wants to watch some good basketball, that's going to watch. Didn't have any uh, suggestions there for what to pick, but I did see the Pelicans at Clippers and pelicans are getting five and a half points here from pelicans are coming in hot after a three game win streak and they're looking good i know they're still fighting off some some injuries but some of that bench is coming together and playing quite well uh they beat uh, the clippers they're their last time they, they played i love them getting five and a half points here but they are traveling on the road i think that they're pretty evenly matched on paper but the momentum here is on the pelican side and they need that win to still be in contention here for uh for playoff season so i think those pelicans are going to come they're going to push hard and Clippers unfortunately are going to take the loss. this. I know they're number four in the West, but they're looking okay for uh, moving on. But the Pelicans need the win to still compete and still uh, still be playing some basketball here as the year goes on. So I think the Pelicans plus five and a half here is a solid pick. Take them tonight. Enjoy raking that money. So that's good for our what's uh, what else we saw. So let's get back into some. Uh, let's go into the extra innings here and talk a little bit about uh, what we learned from. This year's tournament, uh, Mike. What was some of your favorite moments that you uh, that you can remember from, and what, for what we can remember is the important part yes. from uh, the what we've seen in the tournament so far.
1: Well, I don't know if it was one of my favorite moments, but you know, I got to call myself out on the podcast. I had a theory of taking favorites and or taking underdogs on the first round uh, because of uh, coaches had more time to prepare. They use feed tape, not being able to find tapes on the smaller schools. And then the second round, you take all the favorites because the talent will overcome. There's a short turnaround time. Well, I couldn't have been more wrong. <laughs> first round, 18 of the 32 games, the favorite won. Uh, it was eight and eight the first day. And then it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, 10 and six the second day. So, first day you would have got juiced, second day you would have lost four units and then if you followed my advice to take the favorite or the uh, favorites in the second round oh 11 of the 16 underdogs won <laughs> <laughs> like it was the complete opposite of what I said and underdogs continue to prevail uh Thursday three of the four underdogs won basically outright and uh yeah actually all the underdogs won outright for the sweet 16 uh well the five of them five underdogs won and they were all outright nobody covered except for uh the three favorites that makes sense yes the underdogs what am I trying to say here someone explain Mike uh the underdogs won on the money line all five of them that's what I'm trying to say so just uh Ignore my advice in the future. Maybe that's my, maybe that's
0: my, 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 <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Jeez. That's, that's, that's great. That's great there. Yeah. Um, one thing that I loved about <clears throat> uh, this tournament so far was the FDU story and being with you guys and with the whole bar <sighs> and enjoying that, enjoying that win, seeing a 16 team beat a one c team, which I believe, correct me from wrong, is the second time in history that's happened. That's uh, and that is is phenomenal and to be able to witness that to watch that game to watch it all go down the way that it did was just something very memorable uh this year regardless of you know how well we can pick our <laughs> our uh, underdogs and favorites but that was an underdog that would have been fantastic to uh to go big on because that was a fun game to to witness
1: a little side fact about that fdu didn't even win their conference tournament Wow. Yet got in because they lost in the finals to Marist, and Marist is trying to qualify for Division One, so they're not eligible for the tournament.
2: <laughs> wow! <laughs> right. they were even nugget.
1: the 68th best team. They were the 69th best team.
0: Wow! I heard they didn't even have a band that, like, another band helped uh, played for them.
1: Right, right. Yeah, like, I, it's it's a great a great story for it sure. It'll be on TV one day. Yeah, yeah. one day. And they covered on the second game too. Like,
2: if
1: you bet on FDU, you you definitely made a lot of money.
0: <laughs> Dave, anything uh, memorable for you?
2: Uh, I I'm gonna steal one of Mike's little tidbits here. Um, Mike, what did you see and witness about the lines
1: so oh, far? Every single point spread. And I thought at first I might have been doing them wrong. Every single point spread had a hook on it. Everything was 0. 0.5, 0. 0.5, 0. 0.5. There was Ooh. no even, there was no four point spreads or three point spreads. They all had a 0. 0.5 on them. And I I know in the past we've had NCAA games that didn't have a hook on them. So I don't know what Vegas is doing here, but every single point spread so far has had a hook on it.
0: No push, no push no for you. Push
1: all. They're like, we are just keeping our money. <laughs> Wow. So that's that's very strange. That uh, is
0: strange. I hope that's not a now, trend that continues.
1: Yeah, well, it's through the Elite Eight because yeah, tomorrow's spreads also have two hooks on them. So you're looking at they've got three games left. I'm assuming there's a good chance they will have a hook on them.
0: So that means they're waiting to a certain point of the betting or whatever for the money to move before instead of making an incremental 0.5 movement they're making a full point movement to get to the next hook level right so yeah. there may be something in there to, to consider uh, for for playing those odds
1: right right i mean it, it it's 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 quite odd and i don't know if they're doing it on purpose because there are a lot of pools that go against the spread. There's a lot of, there's a lot of outside factors, but I doubt they care about that because they just want to keep their money. Like right. if they think more people will bet evenly at five versus five and a half, Vegas isn't going to be like, oh, what about the
2: pools?" You know,
0: Right.
2: they're just trying to make money. So it's, it's just very odd to me. Yeah, Vegas cares about one thing and one thing only, and that is Vegas. Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: Team wallet on a city-wide yeah. scale.
2: Yes, that's yeah. exactly right <laughs> yeah.
0: oh
1: and then Dave got to uh
0: speaking of Vegas
1: we uh, we actually got to play some craps on uh on last Saturday. How did you enjoy that Dave trying to trying to be at a craps table for the first time?
2: uh not a first time, but first time with a strategy and ah. um, <laughs> it was uh it was uh different uh, ground out a good 35 dollar win and then probably <laughs> gave it to the blackjack table. <laughs> <laughs> Which we won't speak of. Yes. <laughs> nice. Yes. Right. But regardless, I mean I always a great time for uh for March Madness, <laughs> you know, whether or not we travel, uh, or we stay local. Um, had plenty of people asking me how the trip was and also wondering what we're gonna do next year. So uh definitely looking forward to it. in fact, just saw one of my old uh posts from Facebook that said fifty weeks, five days, exclamation point. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah, it was a good time, guys. Good I'm glad we can get together. I'm glad we've been doing this for 20 years or so, over 20 years, and uh you know, keeping that trend alive. Let's let's keep making that happen. All right. So with that, on positive, friendly note, let's wrap it up. If you like what you hear, download, like, and subscribe. Share this podcast with a friend because sharing is caring. And remember to follow us out on Twitter at youbet underscore podcast. Thank you for joining us today. May the odds forever be in your favor. And enjoy all of the uh, uh the elite eight and rest of the march, uh rest of the march madness here. So thanks everybody.
2: Good luck. See ya. Peace.